Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Cota. I'm Franklin Cota. And this week we are the Rise of Skywalker. Last one. <laughs> Thank God. I don't think I'd be able to do another one. Um, that, that's a sound we haven't heard before. Susie cracking open her drink beforehand. What do we, we, we haven't heard. It's a seltzer. We haven't heard in a while. I remember when every Teen Girl Talk episode started with Crack the Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, but then it was like an issue of I was not sleeping enough and I was having crazy nightmares. So like usually now I'm drinking like a nice coffee and it's not very interesting. And probably is terrible audioly, audibly, audibly, um, because you just hear the, the ice cubes Pickers clicking around the plastic cup. Um but, okay. Hi, <laughs> uh, um, Frank. I'm just sort of like, why? Isn't this just the same movie as the other movies? Yes. I'm feeling like very sleepy as I try to talk about this. <laughs> um... Can you just do a quick recap of how many other ones have we watched already of this? Uh, all total five. I'm saying this year. Two. Or one. We watched one. Are you joking? No, we watched the other four last year. Oh my god. Why has this month felt so long? Um, okay. <laughs> so, last movie, Ray... Did in, some stuff. In the, la- in the last movie, Ray was trying to be trained by Luke Skywalker. Luke's like, no, I'm old and I'm tired and I don't care anymore. Why was he not in this one? Did he die? He died in the last one. What? I. Th- so when he was lasered, I thought he was a hologram. Then he, like, that took all his effort and he passed and became one with the Force. I'm so angry right now. Okay, <laughs> um... Death does not seem like a big deal in this universe. It feels no, it like does not. It people die and come back constantly, except for Luke's aunt and uncle. They'll never be back. No, because they're not, they were not Force users. I'm so mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. This movie, so I would like to try to do the plot synopsis up to the point where I got up to make a grilled cheese. And then Frank is going to take that over briefly. Um, 
It is when Leia died. No disrespect to Leia. I only found out she died when I came back with the grilled cheese. Um, <laughs> and you're like, look away, grilled cheese. And then, does she come back in another movie? No. Are there any other movies that have happened yet for her to come back No. To? They have no idea what they're going to do with this franchise. They keep doing stuff before all this happened. Because <laughs> they're just like, we're too terrified to move this forward. The horror is too <laughs> shirking. When did this one come out? 2019? Okay, so like right before the pandemic. Yeah. I should stop peeling this tangerine. I am sure the ASMR is terrible. Okay, so. Uh, this movie opens with uh, Kylo Ren um, finding a little triangle. He's killed a forest full of dudes. I'm like, okay, am I supposed to feel a thing? Did you know what that was when he gets it? No. Okay. It's a MacGuffin, for yeah. sure. But I was like, okay, you got a little pyramid. Cool. And then we see Kylo Ren. No, not Kylo Ren. We see Poe and Finn playing chess, hologram chess with Chewie. There are accusations of cheating. And then it turns out there's a spy. And then there's one of many ship laser gun battles. Uh, well, they, so many of those. They go and meet um, this like this other group of um, uh, rebels, and he's like, "There's a spy in the first order, and that's who gave us this information." Why did they plug it into R two D two? To transfer it. There's really no other way to transfer it besides this very old robot. Yeah, like, I was like, you guys have hyperspace technology, but not Wi Fi. They literally light speed jump in the next scene. Yeah. But they're like, what? Crack out the droid. We gotta send a message. It's like sending a telegram. Getting chased by TIE fighters. At one point they go basically to the, to the Dune planet and the Dune... That was my other question. So later we find out that Poe has been a spice runner. Is spice the same thing on this planet that it is? No. Okay. What is spice? It okay, it it you you're not wrong, because spice is still drugs in this universe. Did they steal that from Dune? Probably. Um, Does Arrakis exist in this universe? No. It definitely could. It would just fit in. Yeah, but also then Earth would exist. Wait, where is Earth in Dune? Well, like Dune takes place so many thousands of years past Earth. That's why they still have. Things like bagpipes and names like Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Such a goofy name, I love it. Okay. Um. So yeah, but like you are correct. Like you, but spice in Dune is not only a drug; it's used for space travel, which is why it's so important. But also, it's the spice planet. Yes, the spice okay. must flow. Spice plus plus. The spice must flow. Right. Oscar Isaac's in that movie too. Because he fits everywhere. Is Poe the head of the House of Atreides? No. We are definitely not the first person who's that. First people to have this conversation. Probably not. But I have to tell you the fact that John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, I think that's the end of the list of people I'm interested in in this movie, are in this film and couldn't save it for me is crazy. You don't like Daisy Ridley? 
I mean, she's fine. The only other movie I know she's been in is that one where ladies can read dudes' thoughts so there are no ladies on the planet. Oh, yeah, that one with Tom Holland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, wow, we are really slogging through this first two minutes. Okay, then we see Ray after they're like, we're in a gunship battle. Where's Ray? Ray is meditating and floating around around a bunch of rocks. Is very goofy. Pulling some Avatar The Last Airbender shit. Now, was she running like a wipeout style obstacle <laughs> course? Because I couldn't figure out. So BB-8 was basically training her, right? Like Hunger Games style? Kind of. Okay. Do you think she would do well on the show Wipeout? Yes. Hmm. I would not. I do not have a high vertical or horizontal jump. I guess that would just be distance jumping. Yeah. Um, well, we also don't have the force, so. So do you think Ray? I mean, now then we're just talking about pure athleticism. I think that Ray has the pure athleticism to be good at Wipeout. Yeah, she would kill it on American Ninja Warrior. Yes. Uh, I feel like Wipeout is impossible on purpose. Yeah, because they don't want to give out the money. <laughs> How much money is it? Probably something like a hundred thousand or so. <laughs> An easily Googleable fact that we will not. Well, yeah, know. Well, I'm looking up now. But <laughs> okay. You the thing is though, Daisy Ridley apparently after these movies found a taste for like working out because she had to like you know pump iron and whatnot. Like I sent you that picture of Mark Hamill of her giving Mark Hamill a piggyback ride. Yeah. And like yeah, because he's like, oh, this is how you t- this is how you treat your masters in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Put them on your back. <laughs> So when he showed up again, was he a vision or a hologram? He was a force ghost. I'm so mad. I'm just so Wow, mad. it's $25,000 to win Wipeout. And how much is it if you win American Ninja Warrior? A million. What? Why do people go on Wipeout? Everything's covered in soapy water in Wipeout. I think, I mean, American Ninja Warrior, you have to, like, commit. Like... You know, my favorite was the dude who beat the like he he, he basically lived in his van with his girl like girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whopping one million dollars, according to NBC.com. And like he lived in his van, and this his the guy who got second to him was a dad with four kids. Okay, and he's just like, all right, cool, I'm gonna go back to living in my van. <laughs> and like, this was not a man who was like homeless by you know obstacle he was living in his van by choice and i'm like i'm sure that dad really could use the million dollars and they cut to a like talking head interview with the dad like yeah i could have really like you know lightened some loads but i just wasn't fast enough here's the thing though frank why if it is a merit-based show should the guy who like basically committed himself to winning not win the money because they both committed, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, maybe just split it if you see your opponent is having some troubles. I, he doesn't. Hey, I know. Okay. Who is that altruistic? Like, that's. First of all, you have to pay a shit ton of taxes on it. Second of all, like, we don't know his backstory. That's fair. Just <sighs> because he lives in a van by himself. No, with his girlfriend. Maybe they can get a bigger van. They didn't. I followed up with them afterwards. You don't know what he did with that money. He could have donated to his favorite charity. 
I no. Anyway, um. I don't. I just don't understand why you're going after this man. I didn't like him. Okay. <laughs> like every time that he did talking head, I'm like, meh. I don't care about you and your van life. How many weeks did you have to spend with him? A few. Well, he made it from the beginning to the end, so every week. <laughs> How long is a season of American Ninja Warrior? Like twenty weeks. Mm, that is a long time. The second place doesn't get anything. No, you you either win or you get nothing. Ugh. I just don't think I'd go on American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. I also wouldn't go on Wipeout though. Like, I, it feels like too much pressure. Yeah, American Ninja Warrior. The only thing they could make they could make that show like more challenging was just constantly shot you with tennis balls during it. Yeah, because like here's the other thing I'm gonna say. Do you think the dad would ever think about donating down if that guy was like, oh, I live in. I live in a van because I can't afford anything That's else. fair. Probably not. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I think that probably the producers, and I don't know anything, this is all just conjecture, like, wanted to paint a particular picture for the viewer. Yeah. If this was The Bachelor, <laughs> the second guy would be wifey material, and the first guy would probably be the villain. Yeah. I mean, I will give credit, like, apparently a lot of friendships have flourished amongst American Ninja Warrior. Similar to The Bachelor. And um, one of them, though, Casey Catanzaro, whose name was Mighty Casey, uh-huh. she's now a professional wrestler. Awesome. She has, like, a tag team partner and, like, they're super best friends. So if I'm going to compare this to The Bachelor, as I have been doing, usually it's the runner-up that does the best coming out of the show. Let me hit you with this idea for for a um, twist on the next season of The Bachelor. Okay. So, it, like, they, everything is the same in The Bachelor, but they are constantly shooting tennis balls at The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and the, like, people who are trying to win her hand have to constantly protect her. That sounds terrible for a lot of reasons. Um, Liability-wise, what a nightmare. Second of all, I think most audience members, they want to feel a connection with the contestants, and I don't want to, like... Be attached to a person that is always being bombarded with tennis balls. Is that terrible? <laughs> just, just, he's like, like, he's like trying to tell her about his backstory. He's like, yes, that's why I knew I wanted to ah, be a firefighter. It's like he's standing in front of the bachelorette as tennis balls ram into his back. <laughs> okay, here's the thing I would like. I think gladiator style, it would be cool if, as like a testament to their love, the bachelor and bachelorette or whatever had to run an obstacle course as a team one like once a day you know he picks what he would he believes would be the best teammate depending on the obstacle course and they bring back the old style gladiators and they are up there in their singlets and their super tans (laughs) and their high high hair shooting tennis balls from a distance (laughs) and there is a chance to evade so it's i guess kind of like wipeout (laughs) you're not getting a very good prize for a lot of work okay other twist okay they they're like they're on a like they're on a date and then like he gets a text message and it just says laser has been released and like the gladiator comes running like it just is released like maybe a mile from like the from the date location and he just starts running just terminator style starts so running this is almost like have you seen that question on reddit about the slug the snail snail yeah yeah 
So it's like that, only it's a super buff gladiator. Yeah, but he so he like he has to find the pylon thing that they use a fight with to like get ready. So it's just like I check the kitchen; it's not in there. I gotta, but like also keep the date going. So he'll just be like, "Yeah, get what he want," and just like runs away from the table, <laughs> like look at the, the bathroom stalls, trying to find the pylon. <laughs> okay, here's the other thing I I like is that sometimes. They send they send that message, but then the gladiator doesn't show up immediately. So, like it could be hours. They can make it all the way back to the mansion first. So there's always this sort of creeping dread that a gladiator could bust in. There's a possibility, but you keep the bachelor on their toes. And on top of that, they have to maintain date decorum. Yes. And women. It's more formal, because I know right now women have the um, opportunity to eliminate themselves when they feel like they, you know, it's time to go home, whatever. But that becomes, like, at the end end night ceremony, a woman can elect to, like, basically eliminate herself Mm -hmm. in that moment. So he might have his roses all prepared. He might know who he's sending home. But then if the woman who eliminates herself is not the woman he was going to eliminate, he has to just keep that woman because one woman has already gone home. Mm. So then it's like a swerve on you, right? Because then he has to keep everyone happy so they don't eliminate themselves and he doesn't get stuck with duds he doesn't want. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like a much more dynamic game to me. And then, like, and then at the end, like, after these women and men have proven themselves in the crucible battle... Like, the bachelor is left, like, sitting on, like, a chair, mm-hmm. and just, so. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Each Gladiator team, it's nine men, nine women. So the final three have to defend against an army of all the nine gender-based Gladiators. That sounds terrifying. And the other thing I was going to say to you, <laughs> and that I immediately forgot... Um, <laughs> Oh gosh. Was something more about eliminations. But I mean, I. Oh, here is the thing. For their final date, instead of fantasy suites transitioning into the final date before the, like, proposal ceremony, they have to survive a day at Action Park and not modern Action Park, <laughs> original Action Park that was so, so dangerous. Just think about, like, going down the tube at 6Gs. I mean, that's the thing. So, like, they have to do the loop-de-loop. They have to do the Getting cut on teeth. Ugh. Maybe that is terrible. I mean, then it goes back to my thing of, like, not wanting to watch someone be bombarded with tennis balls all the time. Yeah, so the thing is, with with the army of American Gladiators, you can get, like, you have to get three clean hits on each of them, but they can, they have to hit you 12 times for you to to take it down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, right, because there's three of you. Yeah. Or four, I guess. But you're also, um, but you're also able to prepare. Uh-huh. 
and like you and the like other contestants can be like, we're gonna set up like tennis ball launchers mm-hmm. beforehand here, here, and here. You know. Uh, wait. So you're like basically baiting a trap. Yeah. Like you know. Like you know where the assault's gonna come, so you can like prepare. Okay, that works for me. Because it's either it's either the pylon things or hit them with tennis balls. NBC, call us. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how much more dynamic this is like future TV that nobody asked for, but everyone will want. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Um, but the thing is, is they, besides this opener where uh, Finn and Poe are running away in the Millennium Falcon and uh, Daisy Ridley's running her um, wipeout course, mm-hmm. we also get the return of a character that we have not seen since Return of the Jedi. Um, as Kyle, Kylo Ren goes to a constantly thundering planet, and... Is that the Sith planet? Yes. Exegol. Um, and talks to the Emperor, who's just back. It's Snopes. <laughs> okay, Susie, I asked you before, um, I, well, I said I wanted to see if you can highlight the point where Oscar Isaacs just gave up on Star Wars. Is that point that he had to give that gigantic ex- like exposition dump? At the beginning? Yeah. Uh, everybody says it's when he has to say the line, somehow the Emperor has returned. Because that's how we all felt, where it's like, how did the Emperor return? Don't they cloning later? Yeah. But, yeah, so, I was trying to describe this, like, plot to Dill, and he's like, wait, why is the Emperor back? I was like, Dill, I don't know. I was like, they're talking about clones. I, I said, I don't entirely understand it, because... Apparently, he's all Siths at once. I don't understand what a Sith is. Apparently... Evil Jedi. Apparently, Rey can... Spoiler alert for the end of this film. Rey can merge with his grand, or her grandpa, and he's super into it. He keeps being like, murder me and merge with me. And I'm like, I hate this. I'm, like, mad, and I don't understand what this franchise has done to people that they're like, yeah, okay. No, people didn't like this movie either. Well, it makes sense because, okay. When this movie came out, I was still managing at the movie theater and one of the, one of the merch tie-ins was you got your commemorative metal popcorn bucket, which I have to assume is like pretty terrible to eat out of because who wants to get buttery popcorn out of a metal tin? And then you got a cup. With, like, a topper. The toppers were huge. They were big character heads. So they had Gold Guy, whatever Kylo Ren calls himself now. Kylo Ren. Darth 2 or whatever. <laughs> Darth 2, electric boogaloo. <laughs> with his new mask. Um, a Stormtrooper and Chewie. Kylo Ren's helmet was fucking impossible to get out of cups. So, and these are large cups. Imagine trying to fit a topper that doesn't fit flush on a commemorative cup, a 42-ounce commemorative cup that is full of Pepsi. (laughs) Or Coke, I can't remember which. One of them. It was a nightmare. Luckily, guess which topper nobody ever wanted? Kylo Ren. (laughs) Everybody wanted the Stormtrooper, which I thought was strange. Stormtroopers are cool. It was the one... Oh, no, maybe it's the Boba Fett. What's the green one? 
That's Boba Fett. Oh, it was Boba Fett. Whatever. Who cares? But, like, the topper was so difficult to get on. And so when I think of this movie, I just think of me, like, trying to balance a cup while shoving a terrible topper of Kylo Ren's head on it. Or Boba Fett. Yeah, that's not terrible. Um, so... I mean, it seems to be in theme with this film. Yeah. Um, it's unnecessary... It's cumbersome, and no one really remembers it fondly. <laughs> so yeah, so they need to find this planet that um, the Emperor is on and kill him. That he has this massive fleet of Star Destroyers that are ready to destroy everything. And um, uh, Ray remembers reading something about that in Luke's journal, and she brings it up to Leia. Which, rude, don't read his diary. Those are his private thoughts. And they have 16 hours to do this. Crying eyes keep out. And, um... XOXO Gossip Girl. They, um... Okay, Frank. Sorry. You're doing great. <laughs> On the thing I said I would do and wasn't doing. Imagine <laughs> in the Gossip Girl reboot... She's Mark... Gossip Girl's constantly avoiding getting hit by tennis balls while no, doing her narration. Mark Hamill is doing the mar- narration, <laughs> Just... but as the Joker. I mean, I'd be really into that. XOXO <laughs> Gossip Girl! <laughs> okay, so, things I want to talk about. You're doing great with the plot, but I did not understand. Why was Lightspeed skipping a big deal? Also, what is it? <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know. Why was BB-8 injured during the Lightspeed skip? No, he was injured by uh, the tree falling on him that Ray cut down. <gasps> right, okay, so Poe is mad about that. Ray was clear-cutting the forest, which is terrible. Uh, and then I did think the conversation that Poe and Ray had was funny, where he's like, what did you do to BB-8? And she's like, what did you do to my ship? And then he's like, you're difficult. And she's like, you're such a difficult man. And then I was like, I bet they're about to make out. They don't. Nobody makes out in this movie except Ray with Kylo Ren's dead body. Spoiler alert. We're, we're having this conversation so you can know that Poe has a case of the not gays. I mean, that did not fix anything. No. Poe brings the same heat to all of his conversations with Finn, as well as Carrie Russell and Ray. <laughs> Poe is just like, yo, I saved the gas. Can I get some smooches? Yes. Um, okay, apparently I did not realize that Luke died last movie. I said, is Luke dead? <laughs> Um, I was happy to see Rose again in this, uh, like, they try to get Rose to come on this adventure, and I'm like, yes, that makes sense, and she's like, no, I have to stay here, and how much do you think it killed that actress, where she, like, they made her character be like, no, I have to stay on this planet, and see what I can do if you come back. Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And so, um, then apparently Hux, we... We're constantly going back to Kylo Ren, who's doing nothing but moping for the entire film. And Commander General Hux? General. Is like, well, I don't feel so great about your mask. And he's like, what? This mask? Wait, who says no one cared about me before I put on this mask? Um, Pain. <laughs> so I feel like that would be very funny to have Kylo Ren say to Hux. Because everybody's obsessed, including Commander Hux, with Kylo Ren. Like, okay. 
I feel like no one is ever obsessed with the right people. I would be obsessed with Poe and Finn. <laughs> but instead, everyone is obsessed <laughs> with the sad sex. Kylo Ren, Rey, Luke Skywalker, mope, 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 sad, sad, sad. I like the idea that if you were in this universe, just like Poe and Finn, which is having a conversation, there's a stack of crates, you just rise from above no, it. No, I, I build in like a little people. I'd be like, I love their vendor. <laughs> okay, so when we get to... And then Ray would be like, well, I don't know who my mom and dad. You're like, oh, Ray. I'm like, oh my God, again with this. I will, okay, I'm trying to be fair and talk about things that I thought were interesting in this movie. There are definitely things that I was bothered about more. Re the Ray's parents stuff. I did think it was interesting that Kylo Ren says like, I've seen your memories. I know that you remember more about your parents than you're letting on. I thought if they had sort of explored how this trauma has like affected her life, that would be interesting. They don't. <laughs> they. Uh, it's only her um, grief is kind of only used as a tool against her and to be used to be manipulative. Um, and I asked Frank earlier today. I was like, okay, I get that there's a little more humor in this movie. I think there are some unintentional laugh moments, and one of them is when they go to what's the planet they go to? Uh, something really bizarre. <laughs> To find, like, Bebop or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, so they're, like, in the midst of, like, a celebration, and Ray is super into it, and Poe is warning her to not get too taken by the whole thing. Um, a woman comes up, and like, a, a lady alien, and gives her a necklace, and C-3PO is translating, and then all of a sudden, everything goes dark, and it's Ray in this like outdoor market slash celebration at night. And then she turns around, and Kylo Ren is there, and he says with absolutely no affect while wearing his new mask, uh, "Palpatine wants to kill you." <laughs> and I was like, "Is this supposed to be funny? Because it's kind of funny." They, like, kind of snipe at each other. I'm never sure what I am supposed to get out of their debates. She's like, it really hurt you to kill your dad. And he's like, join me. And she, she says, I don't want to. And then he's like, but we could be powerful and we'll kill Papadine. And then she says, I don't want to. And this just kind of goes on. Yeah. Am I supposed to like Kylo Ren? You're supposed to want him to be redeemed. Okay. That's, he different? This is that Susie, you just hit the crux of the problem of every Star Wars redemption story. Yes. Okay, so the thing is with um Darth Vader, like Luke's like, I can sense the good in him. Meanwhile, Darth Vader's like, gonna torture your friends, you know, and your si- and my daughter, and like all these yeah. things. And it's just like you can't just redeem somebody, <laughs> like there has to be some like uh, like some reason we care and i'd never care that darth vader was redeemed it really feels like these movies try to shorthand it that if someone is pouting or mopey or quiet or introspective that means that they are a worthwhile character and i should just sort of default 
like them. And I just don't get it. I really don't. It's like inexplicable to me. Because they don't, they never do the emotional work. Like when you put, you said, I'm not sure if you said it on the podcast now or when we were just hanging out before, that death seems handled very easily. That, yeah, like Obi-Wan gets killed in, in Star's New Hope. And Luke spends like a half second being like, I can't believe he's gone. And then Han Solo's like, time to go blow up some TIE fires. And Luke's like, this is the best day ever. So they tried, I feel like they tried to do it for that like 15 minutes they thought that Chewie was dead. Because like, we can just paint the plot in pretty broad strokes. If you've seen one Star Wars movie, you've seen them all. And there is a MacGuffin, it's the Sith Finder, and they're on this planet, and then they get... Wait, who do they get the dagger from? Well, they they, um, they meet up with Lando Calrissian, still the coolest man in the galaxy. Yes. And he sh- tells them to go find this guy, Ochi's ship. Mm-hmm. They go to Ochi's ship. They get attacked by... Um, quicksand. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they get attacked by quicksand. They, you, they find the dagger that will lead them to the okay. wayfinder. Here's another thing I thought was cool. Credit where credit is due. They have to go to a different planet, question mark. And the way that they find where the Sith Finder is, is Rey holds the dagger sideways and moves it along the horizon line. And there is a cutout in the middle of the dagger's, like, decorative handle of the horizon line. Yeah. I I thought you were going to say, so, like, C-3PO's like, I can read what's on the dagger, but I can't say it because my program won't allow me to do it. Which makes no sense you are telling me a translation droid cannot translate the language of the enemy and tell you they can just translate it and hold it yeah um i mean my thing is like even gandalf can can speak the language of mordor and and rivendell because the other part is right so there's a hack where they can do it but they have to erase See, it's like a hard reboot, right? So they erase C-3PO's memory. And C-3PO seems to be the only person who cares. <laughs> they erase his memory. They get the translation. And then later, R2-D2 uploads C-3PO's memory again. So, And he's introducing himself. And he um, like talks about Beep Boop or whatever his name is as his oldest friend, the guy who hard rebooted him. Yeah. What's his name? R2 D2. No, not him. The Beep Boop. The the little man. Oh, um The droid hack or whatever they called him. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name. But yeah, okay. And then they they crawl out of the desert after Ray heals a giant worm. Um, and she only heals this giant worm so that we can know that life can be, life force can be transferred by Jedi's. Yeah. Um, so they, they're like, we need to get to Ochi's ship, so they're heading there, and this is when Kylo Ren comes swooping in. And as lame as it is, I thought this move was really cool, where Rey is, like, kind of facing him down, like, herself just by herself over her ship, as he's coming in on her ship, then she just starts running, it does this sick backflip and like cuts a piece of his ship off. I was like, okay, that's really cool. <laughs> but then they capture Chewie, they put him on a transport ship, and Ray's trying to drag the ship back. And like, um, Kylo's also trying to grab a hold of it. And all of a sudden, Ray shoots force lightning out of her hand and blows up the ship. She thinks she's killed Chewie. 
They've also taken the Millennium Falcon. And they're like, we need to go. She hops on Ochi's ship. Everybody's sad. Chewie's dead. They also now have a little lampshade droid on a wheel. And they head to the planet of... Um, with the, Arrakis. Yeah, the droid, droid hack planet. Hack the planet? <laughs> hack the planet! John Lee Miller. I just saw him announced for some movie. That looked kind of interesting. Probably Hackers 2. Oh, Susie, if they release Hackers 2, do you think I'd want to talk about Star Wars? I'd be like, no, we're deep diving into Hackers 2. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so now they decide that they need... Do they, get, do they end up on Kylo's ship before or after they find the Sith Finder? Um, after. Um... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They. We. Because uh... Kylo is still nonstop looking for Ray. Yes. Um. Sorry. Okay. So yeah. So they get they get to the planet. It gets attacked by um the first order because it does he's like i want to look upon my friends one last time they erase his memory they reboot him he can read the the thing and it says there's another wayfinder in the impure vault on the second death star (laughs) so they um head that like they are leaving and Kylo and Rey have another little force chat, but then she senses Chewie, mm-hmm. and they're like, we need to go save Chewie. He's on mm-hmm. Kylo's ship. So they all head to Kylo's ship. Um, this mysterious masked person, who's actually Carrie Russell, mm-hmm. brings up um, uh, Poe was a smuggler. A of, spice runner. Yeah, which is the same thing Han Solo was. I and mean, everyone's cool with Han Solo, but I guess Poe is just... I mean, I was fine with that. This is when they find out that Commander Hux is the spy. And he says, you just need to make that cut. Ky- sure that Kylo Ren doesn't win. It is so 
easy to just create mass havoc on one of these starships because they did like their plan immediately goes to crap but they are just so easily just getting away and killing stormtroopers left and right and i guess they wanted to like be like no there's like um equality in stormtroopers because you're hearing stormtroopers get shot and some of them are making like male grunt noises and some of them are making female grunt noises I'm like, I've, I feel kind of weird about that we're making this, such a distinction of this. Um, and, yeah, so, Poe, Chewie, and um, Finn get captured. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ray goes to get the uh, Wayfinder from, or get, goes to get the, the dagger from Color Ren's room. Mm-hmm. Color Ren, like, leaves the plane, and he's like, they're in my quarters, like, I'm coming back up. Um, Again, like Frank said, this ship is not run well. How did no one know that they boarded the ship, they're wandering around the ship, everybody's getting shot, and then, uh, who figures out that Commander Hux kind of gave them up? Um, well, no, they just kind of just get captured. There's just, like, enough people, and then, like... No, but I'm saying they figure out that Commander Hux, like, aided them. Oh, it's another, it's another commander who hated Hux. No, oh, okay. Um, because, so, yeah, he, Hux ends up shooting the three stormtroopers that are about to execute them, and he's like, I'm the mole. And Poe's like, I knew it! And Finn's like, you did not know it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they, he takes them to the Millennium Falcon, and... Um, he's telling Finn, like, shoot me in the arm. Like, it has to look, like, real. Yeah. And then Finn shoots him in the leg instead. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't hesitate for a moment. Um, so yeah. I thought that moment was actually, not exactly chilling, but pretty cold, where, like, he's like, oh, like, they overcame these people. Like, I only barely got away. And the guy's like, huh, really? And just shoots Hucks, just cold-blooded. And well, the- I mean, I think we're supposed to know how evil, you know. Yeah. So they head back, um, and at this point, oh no, yeah, so they head to the planet with the, the second Star Destroyer fell on, mm-hmm. um, Ray goes to the second Star Destroyer. Don't they call it Star Destroyer Base or something? Don't, I don't remember. <laughs> um, Ray goes out, because the, the, they meet this group of former Stormtroopers, who just one day they just oh and there's another moment I forgot to talk about sorry <laughs> where they're going when they were going into the quicksand Finn's like right I never told you swoop yeah and this is actually brought up right before they're about to shot get shot yeah. by the stormtroopers and Poe's like what are we gonna tell Ray before you get into yeah. the quicksand and he's like really that you think this is oh the time of this and they're bickering that okay I thought that was funny and then also. Finn and Poe bicker like an old married couple. Yeah, they should have been allowed to kiss. Yes, they were clearly Indian. <laughs> That's the subtitle. They should have been allowed to kiss in all caps. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, it, it turns out he was not planning to say something like, I love you, or, you know, I want to be besties, or whatever. Instead, what he was going to yell, according to J.J. Abrams, was, I'm, I have the force. And it's just like... Really? That's what you're going to yell in your final moments? Not like, you're my best friend, but, like, I have the Force? And, like, why is this such a secret? Wouldn't you, everybody be sick pumped that you have another Force user? And wouldn't Ray sense it? Yeah. 
But JJ Abrams. Um, so yeah, so they're like, oh, the stormtrooper's like, we can wait till morning and the tides will be different. They're like, we don't have that time. And then, like, she's like, this is the only way. And Ray's like, nah, you forgot how OP I am. And just yeah. rides a skimmer across, gets to the Death Star. She finds the thing and also a vision of herself being evil. Um, when did she have the vision of her parents? Uh, I think at the. I think, and was her mom played by Jodie Comer? Yes. Oh, okay. Played by Villanelle herself. I was like, oh, I bet Frank liked that. I was super pumped. Because <laughs> that was right before uh, Killing Eve ended very terribly. If you, if, you hear, if you can hear the sound of my voice, watch Killing Eve up to season three and then stop watching. Oof. Like, like the end of season three, I mean. Season four is garbage. Um, Similar to the space garbage. Yeah. Um, just come, just watch the end of season three, write your own fan fiction about how the story ends. It'll be way better than what they came up with. Okay. Um, so moving on, um, they, they, um, whatchamacallit, they, she fights her doppelganger, then, oh, Kyle Ren's here, also for his lightsaber fight. Mm -hmm. They have a fight, and um, Leia reaches out to distract him, mm -hmm. and, um, like, she's able to cut him, like, like, stab him pretty, you know, decisively, and he collapses on the ground, and she heals him, and she realizes kind of like she's falling apart and just like I need to go and hops mm -hmm. in and like hops in his TIE fighter mm -hmm. and flies to Luke's planet um everybody else just heads back to the rebel base um knowing that Ray's gone but they realize the little robot with the, the lampshade robot on a wheel um knows about Ochi mm -hmm. and they can use his information mm -hmm. and um, they get back and find out, like, to reach out to Kylo, Leia used up, like, kind of the last of her energy, and she has passed away. Mm. And I, like, you know, he's, it's just a dude, like, Peter Mayhew is, like, has been a dude in a suit this entire time. Mm -hmm. But, like, what he does with Chewie, when Chewie finds out is was honestly heartbreaking to me because mm. this is like you got to think about it, like this is the last of Chewie's friends. Yeah. <laughs> like because he well, except for Lando. Yeah, but like I mean you know Chewie, Leia, and Luke they were the crew. Yeah. And like in the story. And Han. Well, yeah, Han obviously. Yeah. Um, like in the ex in the extended universe books, like once Han married Leia, uh -huh. Chewie considered his life debts to extend to Leia. Oh. So, like, yeah, like, Chewie's inconsolable. Like, he just starts screaming and, like, like he just falls to his knees and just, like, on, like, on his hands and knees, just pounding the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nothing has made me get more joked up than Chewie <laughs> in this movie so far. I mean, yeah. So, um, we cut to, um, Ray is burning her, burns the TIE fighter so she can't leave. And at a certain point, she throws hit her lightsaber into the flames and get caught. It gets caught by somebody. Who says who's it get caught by? Luke Skywalker. Yes, force as a hologram. Yeah, he comes out as a force ghost. 
as a hologram. <laughs> and he's like, no, don't worry about it. You got this. Go, girl. Yeah, well, he's basically like, look, everybody can fall to the dark side. He's like, I did. You. Yeah. And then he zaps her. Um, Wait, can force ghosts kill people? No. Maybe. What do you think's more dangerous, an Annabelle or a force ghost? Well, okay, well, Annabelle doesn't isn't haunted. Like, the doll isn't haunted. It just has a bunch of, like, ghosts that hang around it, basically. Okay. So, fine. Not an Annabelle doll. Or Billy the Puppet from Saul. Okay, Billy the Puppet from Saul was just a puppet. Frank, he rode a tripe. <laughs> yeah, but you could kick him over. It's not like the puppet. You pup- know what I think about once a month? <laughs> okay. I should probably get a Billy from Saul costume for this Halloween. I mean... They do a lady version. I know. They do a lady version of everything. But do they do a lady version of Annabelle? Well, yeah, it's Annabelle. <laughs> you know, it's Annabelle. She's Annabelle. I, I have to, it's Annabelle. I have to give credit to the people who are going to attempt the She-Hulk costume and just get a whole bunch of green paint over themselves. I mean, hopefully, if they're not already super ripped, they have to get one of those muscle suits, paint the muscle suits green, and then... I mean, which is actually smarter, right? Because then you don't have to clean all that body paint off your body. You just take the muscle suit off. Yeah. But then it looks very strange because just from, like, the neck up, you're green. Yeah. And maybe your hands. I guess you could wear gloves, but that could get sweaty. Yeah. Um, it's Annabelle. I'm trying to make Annabelle a little theme song. Frank, I think I would have liked this movie better if Annabelle was in it. <laughs> Just like constantly in the background? No, like sometimes she would like toddle out and then maybe... I don't think she moved. Okay, there has to be... Frank, please, immediately, because I do not want the algorithm on my phone to pick this up. Can you search fanfic of Annabelle and Billy the Puppet? Okay, while Frank's doing that, I will continue the plot synopsis. So they've sent out like a distress signal, the rebels have, to all these other ships. Um, And for some reason, the commanders and Palpatine think no other ships are going to show up. Oh, God. Oh, my God, is there? I love it. Please send me that. Um, (laughs) It's a... um, digital drawing of Annabelle and Billy the Puppet. Billy's not on his tricycle, so I have some feelings about it. But slow dancing in front of a brick wall on a stage for some reason. It's perfect. Frank should post it to the Facebook. Um, It's somebody's original art, so I feel kind of weird about that. I just said I loved it and that it's amazing. Give them credit. Okay. Frank, I said I hoped it was out there, and it was out there. This original artist gave me my wish. Okay. Um, Frank is scared of haunted dolls and clowns. Yes. <laughs> um, That's not I, a joke, I just am. I kept telling Frank that while I was watching Star Wars, I was wishing it was Big Little Lies. And in Big Little Lies, a character is talking about sending her child to his child psychologist, which nothing wrong with that. Like, you know. But she said, you know, they do all kinds of things now. Some of them dress up like clowns. And I'm like, oh, Frank would not like that. <laughs> Wait, who does what, these things? <laughs> Child psychologists will dress up, according to this one line that I think was me- like purely meant as a joke, 
on Big Little Lies, dress up as a clown to administer therapy so that children don't realize they're getting therapy. They just think that their parents have dropped them off for an hour in a room with a clown who's asking leading questions about feelings. <laughs> like, that context is so much scarier. You're not like, oh, you're going to a doctor who's going to help you. It's like, no, you're in a room in an office park with a clown. But again, I think it was a joke written, like a line written for a joke. I don't think this actually happens. I mean, that would require a whole new list of therapies. Just like, I walk into a room, like my parents have left me here in this strip mall for like an hour. Yeah. And I walk into a room and there's just a clown waiting for me. I'm like, well, this is how most of my nightmares end. So the other question I have is like, what if there are children that do not want the therapy administered as the therapist as a clown? Does that mean that the therapist has to like de-clown and re-clown all the time? Probably. That sounds like a lot. Maybe there's clown days. That would make a lot of sense. It's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you get, you know, Dr. So-and-so. Tuesdays, Thursdays, you get Bonko, the, the therapy clown. Bagels, the clown. Okay. Um, is there any more stuff you want to talk about with the plot? <sighs> well, okay. So, Susie had said, like, oh, you know, Ray's obviously Han and Leia's kid. I was like, well, it's so much fucking dumber than you thought it was. And it was. <laughs> he, she's actually a Palpatine, which I'm like, is there anything? That- I just thought that was a guy. I didn't know it was, like, a race of people. No, it's a last name, apparently. <laughs> Um, so they, there's the whole convoluted thing at the end is just like, they, everybody shows about Exegol, um, Ray is flying Luke's old school, you know, uh, X-Wing, wearing, wearing the, you know, flight helmet she was wearing, not like the flight helmet, but a flight helmet, like from the first movie. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting into this. Mm-hmm. She lands, Kylo Ren we- lands wearing, uh... Uh, flying a TIE fighter, you see the two ships next to each other, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of into that. He comes running in, fights the apparently really disposable Knights of Ren, who are supposed to be these big tough guys or whatever, and somebody um, mixed holding out for a hero to this, and it fits so unbelievably well. <laughs> I need a hero! I need a hero, yeah. <laughs> Someone fast and destroying in the time! <laughs> I, Frank, if I am not watching a slow tractor game of kitchen, kitchen, chicken, I am not trying to hear that song. Okay. I mean, it sounds good, the mix, but I love... So... My boyfriend is younger than me and uh, did not know what Footloose was. And I was like, oh, Footloose was on WPIX constantly. And at the time, this game of chicken with a tractor felt very dynamic when I was a child. <laughs> Aren't the tractors only going like 20 miles an hour? Not even, Frank. Not even. <laughs> like, imagine being a director and being like, okay, how do I make this dynamic? It's the music. It's the fact that Kevin Bacon's shoelace gets caught under the brake or the gas, I think. And they do a long pan out shot where you just see these two tractors moving imperceptibly towards each other with that song over it. So, you know what that reminds me of? Um, they bring up, there's two separate scenes of Chicken and the Batman animated series and okay. the Superman animated series. So this kid has climbed to the top of like a power, you know, Mm-hmm. like lying or whatever and Superman comes flying up and like takes him down he's like, mm-hmm. like 
just remember, kids, dares can be fun, but they can also get you hurt. And then he yeah. flies away. You hear the kids go like, that's so lame. <laughs> like, meanwhile, there's these other kids in Gotham who are riding on top of a train. And like this one kid jumps off and he's like, ah, you're a chicken. I win. Ah. And he tries to jump off, but his like foot is caught in some cables. Oh, my God. And he's about to like, you know, they're heading for a low tunnel. And Batman swings in, takes him off. Or, like, something that's going to electrocute him. Oh, my God. And grabs him and, like, sways away and, like, brings him back to the other kids. Like, remember, sometimes when you play chicken, you fry. And then flies away. (laughs) (laughs) Batman's like, let me remember, let me remind you of your mortality just real quick. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm kind of into the, like, the ending. But the ending then just gets so muddled of, like, the Emperor's, like, Kill me, and I will inhabit your body. For real, the dialogue stops <laughs> just, short of him being like, do it, do it, do it. Do Why it. don't you do it? I double triple dog dare you. And telling all the other Siths, the Siths are like just a bunch of faceless randos who he's like, get, like, this scene, like, by the end, I was so mad. And by this scene where he's like, he literally circus ringleader style It's like, Guess what, everyone? Ray's gonna kill me. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Then we're gonna merge. He says to them, then we're gonna merge. And she's gonna be your king queen or whatever. And I was like, movie. You have to pick a lane. Either you get to be goofy, and I don't have to take any of this stuff seriously, or you act like the shit matters. You can't have it both ways. I'm not buying in that you think that this is dumb and stupid the way I do. <laughs> but I do believe you are trying to do funny stuff. Like, I need... Totally, it was all over the place. Because I was like, is this supposed to be, like, suspenseful? Or am I, or um, like, upsetting that he's saying this? Because it feels weird and dumb. It, it It's so, like, yeah, no, you're and right. he refers it's... to himself as her grandpa. Because he, uh... Her grandfather, yeah. So then when he's like, merge with me, come on. I was like, what is this? And the thing is, timeline-wise, if his son was like in him, maybe his 30s, like he boned down when he was a very, very old man. I, I and there's can't. also a moment where he just whips Kylo Ren into a castle and is like, as you, as Vader made me fall, you shall fall. And he also says to Kylo Ren, well... Your dad saved you, or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. So there's, that's another thing, is Kylo sees a vision of his father. This was supposed to be Leia, but unfortunately, Carrie Fisher passed away. Um, and Han Solo's like, hey, you know what you got to do. You're still in there, blah, blah, blah. And he flows away his really cool red lightsaber. I was like, you might as well just have kept that, because you're going to need a lightsaber for what's coming up. Yeah. So, um, Ray ends up turning electricity back in the Emperor. Emperor gets burned up. They're like, the, the sky fight against all the Star Destroyers is not going well. Because, like, and Poe's like, I'm sorry, I, you know. And then all of a sudden, all these ships show up. Susie thinks it's a bunch of space trash. I literally did. I was like, wait. Because it's, <laughs> it's too many. You can't see any. Well, I watched this on, like, a laptop with a fairly big screen, but... There are too many ships, so you can't see any of the finer details. So it's just like, that's space garbage? Like, what? And then 
And then they zoom in, and you see individual... What are those ones that are rounded and then have the two prongs on the front? Like A-wings. Okay. Then you see, like, the A-wings or whatever, and I'm like, oh, they're ships. It's not space trash. But, like... (laughs) They have to understand that your average viewer is not going to be able to rattle off all the facts. Yeah, and like what I would... And then like me, maybe they can't keep timelines or family cheese straight and think (laughs) that they're figuring stuff out and they're like, that person's related to that person. Well, what I I thought would have been great is this could have been a great cameo fest where you just had... All these people from, like, the Clones TV show, and, like, if they had... God knows this movie likes to bring people back. Yeah, It's like... a million bazillion characters. Yeah, so... Just throw Justin Thoreau from the <laughs> casino scene in. Oh, now he has a ship. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, there's also, like, Finn is running with the stormtroopers on a bunch of, like, creatures or whatever... Lando saves them on the Millennium Falcon, and, you know, Lando's just being fucking cool as hell as Billy Dee Williams. Everybody heads back, time to party. You know, we get the lesbian kiss that made people angry. We get the live slug reaction. We did not get a live slug reaction. (laughs) Now Frank's making me angry. No, I'm not, like, we we didn't get him reacting to the lesbian kiss, but we do see him just kind of like, just hanging out. I thought that meme was real. It was the only thing that made me interested in this movie. (laughs) It's what kept me going. It's for real. And then when it didn't happen, I Googled it. Because I had seen it on Tumblr, because yes, I'm still on Tumblr. And I was like, oh man, okay, I usually don't care for these movies, but I'm excited. And then I read that that tweet was a lie. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm done. I'm just done with this movie. So, it reminds me of like when Kung Fu Panda came out. Like, a friend of mine brought up like, the skadoosh moment, where like he gets hit, in the, like he bobs something with his stomach, goes like, skadoosh. Yeah. And they're like, it's a great moment, you gotta see it, you know. And we got to the moment that is in the previews, and it didn't happen, and I got instantly furious. I was like, it didn't happen! You told me it's gonna happen! I said this whole movie! And it didn't happen, but then it happened later, and I'm like, it's way better when it happens. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was like, instantly furious. I did not get a live Slavic reaction. And with that, I'm going to... Kylo Ren revives Rey with his life force. We already talked about that. I'm sorry. I forgot we're wrapping this up. I got too upset about the live slug reaction. Then the movie just ends. No, okay. Well, we also... At one point, we also got a creepy... Not not because it's her, but just in general, creepy, like, old CGI Princess Leia of, like, her in her, like, 20s when she was practicing with Luke. Like, they've done this a few times and it always oh, all put in. Oh, I you about that little alien that was talking to Chewie. No. I was um, like, was that Princess Leia? <laughs> no. Um, but then um, we, cl- we close it out. Ray goes back to Tatooine for some reason. Goes back to the old Skywalker homestead. Um, she buries the lightsabers there, which I know, Susie, you don't care enough for all the reasons that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to say, um, and then she sees a fo- the f- force ghost of Luke and Leia watching her from afar. She ignites her new lightsaber, which is made from her staff. And the blade is yellow, and everybody's like, oh, that's what her color is going to be. Okay. And then this old woman comes by, and she's just like, what's your name? She's like, Ray. It's just like, and what's your last name? It's like, what? this old lady is really pushy. Yeah. And she just looks off at the, the force ghost. And it makes no sense. She's like, Skywalker. 
Then her and BB-8 watch the Twin Suns. They play Binary Sunset. Credits. We're out. Okay. I don't recommend this film. Watch, like, clips on YouTube. Yeah, I mean... Frank's recommendation means more because he actually likes this franchise. I I, have no use for it. I, I I don't... Here's the thing. It's not... I've seen movies where I'm just like, I can't wait for this to end. This one I just saw and I was disappointed. Because, like, you know, I, I really loved Last Jedi. I thought Last Jedi was really good. You know, it, it had a darker tone. It, like, kind of, like, brought you down. But then brought you back up with this hopeful message at the end. Like, no, like, even though we look defeated, we can still band together and win. Because they have that type of speech in this one, too. Like, Carrie Russell says it's hippo. She says, you know, that's how they get you. You can't give in to... Like, you can't lose hope. They, yeah, she's like, they make they want you to believe there's more of them than there are. We <laughs> outnumber them. And, like, my thing is, like, with J.J. Abrams in this movie, is he up the ante again? Where now instead of having, like, oh, it's a Star Destroyer we, or a Death Star, we have Star Destroyers that happen to have these planet-killing devices on them. And I'm just like, I, I... My opinion is a lot of times I think it's best when you, like... When you're trying to end something, you instead bring it in closer. You make it more intimate. Like, instead of making this movie about the fate of the galaxy, which we've seen hundreds of times, like, and not even this movie, but, like, the Avengers movies and all that, make it about, like, like, yeah, like, it's important if... Mm -hmm. The fir- that the first orc is defeated, but how many people will Ray have to sacrifice to do that? Mm-hmm. And like you, you know, like you don't have to kill them, but like you take them out of action one by one. They get harmed. Like it, it reminds me of the way they ended the show Mash, mm-hmm. where like they every character goes home. Mm-hmm. But every character is irrevocably changed by the time they go home. Mm-hmm. Like, Hawkeye experiences this very traumatic incident on the bus that gives him this horrendous PTSD. Mm-hmm. This one character, Winchester, there's a group of captured Korean um, soldiers, but they all have instruments, and they're all it's just this nice little band. They don't want to mm-hmm. fight. They're just... And he's trying to teach them how to, you know, perform. Like, mm-hmm. you know... And then they get taken away for a prison transfer... Their bus gets hit. The prisoners are brought back here, and like the last one dies in front of him. He's like, "Where are the others?" And they're like, "He's the only one who made it this far." Oh my god! And like he goes and like starts listening to his record, and like it's the song he was trying to teach them. He just takes it and just smashes it, mm-hmm. and like he gives a speech and he's like, "I loved music. It was my escape from this place, but now it'll be a remembrance." Yeah. And like the great priest, Father Mokehi. Mm-hmm. They, like the prisoners are getting like they're they're shelling the mash compound and mm-hmm. the prisoners are trapped and he runs and opens the the uh, the prison thing but then a shell explodes near him and he's going deaf now. Oh my god! And like yeah, it, but like it it didn't like it's not like oh like this matters to end the wars like no these are just the people you learn to love and mm-hmm. this is what war does to them. So I mean yeah because we don't ever get like a. Like, it never, like you said, zooms in. It's always these big jumps, and the stakes are so high. But the stakes, again, like you said, have always been so high that I'm like, 
You solved it last time. I'm sure you guys will muddle through. I'm gonna go make a grilled cheese. Like, <laughs> yeah, like like Leia's death does hit, but it's, it hits because I miss Carrie Fisher, not because I miss the character. Yeah. I, okay. So I think that hits on a much bigger issue in that Frank has a tie to the Star Wars franchise. It is a thing he has enjoyed throughout his life. This this movie, even not being good. He can get considerably more out of it knowing and being able to keep straight the plot lines. Whereas me, a, let's say, like, novice user at the very best, is like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't understand anyone's motivation and I don't understand anyone's connection to each other. Because this movie does not do a good job of outlining that. And I I know that, like, you know, it would be... Silly to go into an Avengers film, like go into one of those 17th or 18th films and be like, I don't know. And even then, I've seen a lot of those and I'll still be like, Frank, who is this? What's going on? <laughs> but it's it's not as dependent on fan love, I think. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so next week, speaking of fan love, we're doing Tell Me Lies. Um, I really liked the book. And I have, I like the show too, so I'm making Frank watch it because apparently I thought I endured weeks of Star Wars and it was only two movies. <laughs> um, but if you have any thoughts about Star Wars or um, know anything about Wipeout, you can email us at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook group and page that Frank moderates. Frank has another podcast with his friend Donnie. It's called I Hope I Can Make It Through. They are in season six of Degrassi right now. Coming up hiatus next week. <laughs> Frank just stabbed. Um, apparently it's ten years ago. And Frank has a YouTube channel. All of the links will be in the show notes. And until next week, I am Susie Coda. I'm Frank Coda. Team Coda. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.